day, everybody, and welcome to the weekend and another edition of Housing Information You Can Trust right here on AM760 WJR and the Inside Outside Guys. How's it going, partner? Man, it's going fantastic. Did you just hear that weather report? Yes, I did. I've been I've been looking at it all week while I've been inside this gloomy weather we've had. <laughs> Jeez. It's like hey, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Everywhere I go, there's a cloud over top and be raining. You're sounding like me. <laughs> we can't sound alike. People Sorry. don't like that. Yin and yang. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right about that. You know what? We got a great week ahead of us, and, and we're going to give people permission a little bit later on this afternoon to go out and mow their lawn. <laughs> In other words, it's going to dry up enough to go out and cut it. A little breeze would be nice. I mean, consider the extreme weather we've had. A little breeze would be nice to dry it. But when, when, when I get home today, first thing I'm doing is jumping on the lawnmower and mowing my lawn because I mowed it just over, probably about 10 days ago. Okay. And, of course, I haven't been able to mow it any time recently because <laughs> the few times it's been dry, I haven't been here. And now that I'm home, it's... I mean, some of this stuff's going to seed. So I took that no mow may very seriously on accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the weekend to do that stuff. If you're home, right. if you're not, it, uh, maybe you're on the shoreline. Uh, it's funny because I was thinking of all the people that are going to lakes this weekend. Hopefully a bunch didn't listen to the advanced weather reports and uh, maybe watching that water lap the shore and turn rocks into sand and, and i keep thinking about our friends at beauchamp water treatment you know they do such a good job of reminding us of the value of water and, and you and i wrote an article about three weeks ago where we called water the universal solvent do you remember that i do i do yeah and it literally is able to to dissolve just about anything over time. So I, I just hope people appreciate that Beauchamp water treatment. Way to uh, go, buddy. Way to go. And we've had a lot of water. And you know what? The gutter systems, people gutter system. We've been getting so many emails about people's gutter systems. We'll be talking about that. But an article that we uh, that was just featured in Detroit News Free Press, Chuck, about basement air. We need to obviously talk about that as well, correct? Yes, sir. That's going to be a yep. big uh, issue on the show today. It is. And uh, another one I'd like to hit a little bit is that the professional companies, if you're calling them to get a scheduled appointment, you have to uh, understand they need to schedule their time. So a good company is going to schedule a one-hour slot or a one-and-a-half-hour slot, or if it's, you know, Copkey where they're doing a whole new kitchen tear-out, it might be three to four hours. They need to schedule that time, people, so they can keep track of their salespeople and their clients and service them properly. So you shouldn't be upset if they're asking for an hour or an hour and a half or whatever. You know, you and I have spent, I've spent my, a lot of my career making appointments and going and sitting down at people's, you know, people's uh, dining room table and talking about projects. And you always hear about the contractor that either doesn't show or shows late. And uh, you don't hear about, you know, at least every day, Chuck. There were times where I literally had eight appointments in a day. And, oh, of yeah. course, if, if we, we required an hour to hour and a half for each appointment. 
And there were at least once a day, people just didn't show up, even though we called them yeah. the day before and they agreed, look, Ken's going to be there tomorrow. They still wouldn't be there. And they would say, oh, just leave an estimate on the door. No, sorry. No, sorry. If, if as a homeowner, you're not showing me that I'm important to you, then I'm sorry. It's not a job that I want to take on. It's so funny you say that because uh, also a lot of companies want all decision makers there. And right. that's become actually more important over time. I know we get women that are insulted by that. I can make the decision without my husband. And, and we understand that. But here's the contractor side of it. When one person signs a contract and the workers show up and then the other person's there, the other decision maker, or maybe there's three. It might be the, the family of an elderly person that all have power of attorney or something like that. Right. Then it creates conflict. And so the idea is it saves everybody time if all decision makers are present during the presentation so they all get the same facts. We required it. And we required we, it. And our response too. to it, it be, would be, and we'd get the same thing where people would be upset. We'd even get some gentlemen being upset with us that their wife couldn't be there. And we'd, okay, well, let's make it a time where you can be there. Well, we're not going to make the decision today anyway. Well, that's okay. I'm not going to pressure sell you. But what I no. don't want to happen is go sit down, go through the presentation, explain what we're going to do, and then you call me back, ask me to come back out, and I have to do it again because there's no way unless that person's in the business they're going to be able to relay everything because there are so many technical details in putting a roof on, remodeling a kitchen. Um, pouring a driveway. Pouring yeah. a driveway, exactly. So please, people, when someone asks for that as a salesperson, they're doing it to try to make both of your lives easier. And yeah. you should be as accommodating to them, especially in this economy, as you expect them to be to you. You know, you made one point just a minute ago as well. You don't if we were teaching contractors today, we would yep. say, do not leave a written estimate at a home where you have not done a face-to-face -face proposal. Don't do it. Do you know Don't how do many it. contractors out there are rolling their eyes going, what right now? And homeowners. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get back from break. You know, Chuck, when you and I were down in Orlando at the International Builders Show, with Motor City Floors and Coatings. How many people were coming up to that booth just amazed with the process and the product they have? And they're proving it because they're expanding. Well, they are the premier concrete coatings people in Metro Detroit, most preferred Motor City Floors and Coatings. 888-654-GUYS. The show today is about you and your concerns, questions, comments about housing. And, of course, Ken and I have a list of stuff we'll talk about whether you call or not. And this is going to be an absolute <laughs> an absolute perfect Memorial Day. Um, today, a little bit cool, but, boy, tomorrow and Monday, it's going to be nice and warm, sunny. It's been a long time since we've had a Memorial Day this nice. And let's not forget what this day is meant for. Say thank you to all those who served. I agree with you. You know, um, I think throughout the country there's kind of an established uh, remembrance at 3 p.m. no matter what time zone you are in and maybe if you got kids home or you know especially kids kids need to know what all of our veterans did for us and uh, just take a minute you know and, and, and make everybody shut up 
and think <laughs> yes. about the price paid by so many people so that we can mess around today, <laughs> you know? You know what? I, I, if we could all honestly reflect and, and honor that this country, so much of the stuff that's going on today would just disappear if we made that our focus and are just grateful for that alone because if we Absolutely. live in this country we got it better than 95 percent of the people in this in this world so uh, probably higher than that even you're right we need to be you, grateful you made a rather rash comment before we went to break that what con, con, oh maybe that was me that contractors <laughs> maybe shouldn't leave ever a written estimate when they haven't actually visited with and spoken to the decision makers in the home or the building yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was you. It wasn't me. Um, but that is a that is a um, boy a policy that you first told me about years ago. And, and as a contractor, it's, it, it's me. And now there are some industries that they're going to do that no matter what. They actually have the book. They come in, they fill it out, and they're going to get leave an estimate. Some I think of someone like A One Concrete Leveling, where they don't require people to be home. Someone like Brett Butler comes in, looks at your driveway, fills out fills out a uh, quick sketch of what they're going to do, leaves an estimate in your in your mailbox. That's different. That's that's their policy procedures. However, for a major kitchen remodel, major concrete work, major exterior work, people need to understand how much time is involved, Chuck. And I used to say when I saw guys like you, Bob McComb. Um, you name it, spend literally days putting together a bid that you know you were going to bid against five other contractors out there, if not more. And you would spend days putting this bid together and then never even get the bid. Yeah. And that is, people don't understand that when they call someone out to do their kitchen, that is a huge investment for the company and the person coming out. And they don't want to waste their time, once again, especially in this uh, economy, economy that economy yeah. that we're in. The buyer should yeah. also view it as an educational opportunity because, again, everybody's doing it differently. I'm thinking of Bob, who's on the line with us in Hartland, the project he's thinking about. There's yes. all kinds of different specifications that he could experience depending on what contractor he's talking to. Amen to that. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. And talk to Bob in Hartland. Good morning, Bob. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. No um, I'm going to need to do some patchwork or redoing of my driveway, which is asphalt. And I was thinking about trying to put in uh, or have paper bricks put in. I know it's, it's very expensive, but I know they last a long time. And I just want to get your reaction to that. You know, you look at some of the old um, the roads that the Romans built that are still in use in Rome. And what people have to understand is the, you know, what, what they use to the base for those roads and the environment, you know, the, the, the weather. In Michigan, um, to put paver bricks in for a driveway, like you said, is definitely very expensive. But you could get one bid. I'm just going to throw it out. Let's say you get one bid for fifteen thousand, and you get one bid for thirty thousand, and they're the exact same brick. At that point, 
no pun intended, it's all about the base. Because to do brick pavers properly in our soils in Michigan, which is, you know, 90% clay, they need to go down, what do you think, Chuck, 18 to 24 inches with a good base? Boy, for a driveway, and, and it really, like you said, with your reference to the Romans, it depends on where, too. Um what's the surrounding drainage at Bob's right. place there, you know, right. it, that it is so critical, Bob, no matter what you put down, but especially with brick pavers, that water is never channeled to that driveway underneath it, on top of it, period. Good point. Good point. The water has to get out there as soon as possible. <clears throat> and what a lot of people don't understand is whether you use asphalt, concrete, or brick pavers, when someone takes a, driveway out now that driveway especially in asphalt has been being pushed down and pushed down and pushed down you, you have a great base but when they reform it a lot of times they don't need to take any earth out because you want whatever you put down to be above the earth like chuck said you want that driveway to be above the grass for when the water goes out you know we'll shut off it quickly does that all make sense to you bob uh yeah so the base is important and then uh, drainage is, is, is just as important as what you're saying. Yeah, yes. critical. Now, Bob, are you yeah. thinking of replacing and, all of the asphalt with pavers? Well, that's that's an option, uh, depending on the cost and uh, um, primary, primarily depending on the cost. But I also want to know, are, you talk about the Romans with their, their pavers. Are, are the pavers I'm going to be putting in, are they the same quality? And will they well, last just as long? The Romans had slave labor that allowed them to build bases as deep as three and six and ten feet. So <laughs> the top surface, yeah, well, maybe, because you're probably going to use a manufactured brick instead of cut limestone like they were using. But the, yeah. the, the bricks themselves will last, won't they, Ken? They will, especially the bricks today. Most of them are concrete, made concrete brick, but they're, they're beautiful. Um, now, here's what I want to say. This is something I used to tell people when I did a lot more sales for driveways. I still do some, but I used to do a lot more back then. Is that People would want me to come in and stamp their driveway, all, all stamped concrete. And I would say, you just don't want that. You don't want people to pull up to your house and look at your driveway, not your house. And I think, I'm just being honest with you, Bob, all brick or all stamped concrete is too much for a driveway. Borders, however, look beautiful. Whether they're stamped borders or brick paver borders, as long as they're done right, they're a it's absolutely beautiful. And that's what I did at my last two houses here where I live now and the one I had up north. I just put borders in and And you could take those borders and then feed them into a fully stamped walkway going up to your house. And it looks absolutely beautiful and you're not spending that money. I think it's a better value. I think it's easier to maintain the concrete, to plow it in the wintertime, just everything about it. Less maintenance, and you can put steel in that concrete, which will really help. Yeah. Bob, we hope that helps. Let us know if you need anything else. You can send us an email. Uh, and we'll, we're going to talk to okay, Captain thank Jack. Thanks very much. You're welcome, sir. We're going to talk to Captain Jack when we get back from break. How about all these storms, Chuck? Have a little bit of, little bit of shedding water on your roof? <laughs> well, you mentioned all the wet lawns out there. A lot of that water came off your house, right? Yes, and you know what? A lot of these 
storms, the water's just flowing right over people's gutters. That's why you want to call Atlas Home Improvement. Think about a six-inch gutter which can hold up 40 to 50% more water and get it away from your house faster. If you're thinking new gutters, new bathroom, new kitchen remodel, think Atlas Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us on this beautiful, beautiful start to the Memorial Weekend. Hope everybody can enjoy it and appreciate it, huh? It is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful outside. Everyone, get outside today and enjoy the weather. Get that lawn mode you haven't been able to get on for the last five or six days because of all the rain. So, 888-654-GUYS, 888-654-4897. Get your answers to any and all of your housing questions. Let's go to the phone and talk to Captain John. Good morning, Captain John. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, uh, a wonderful Memorial Day and Memorial Day weekend to you. I'm in the Thank process you. of selling my house. In my backyard, uh, the trees are growing so much uh, that uh, uh, half of the backyard gets no sunlight. So it, it's, uh, it kind of floods, and it's messy, and uh, I know to get the trees trimmed. And then somebody told me that, it, that I should have somebody uh, drill uh, maybe five holes, eight-inch holes, and put PVC um, there, and then gravel on top of that, and then a silk cloth filter, and that would handle the problem. I just wondered your perspective if that would work or not. Sounds John. like advice the inside-outside guys would give, doesn't it? All but the PVC. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. but the PVC. Right. PVC is not necessary. Now, oh, okay. You can, you can buy uh, black-sleeved pipe if you're trying to channel that water somewhere. You can... Right literally go to a farm and fleet and buy plastic cisterns that you can put down on the ground and fill with gravel if you're just trying to do one big you know area right uh, okay but, the, but all of those have the same purpose and that's to get the water off the surface of the lawn and to slowly let it go back into the soils great that's that's great hey um i just want to remind all the listeners that uh, st Clair shores has here uh, Memorial Day Parade, but it's not on the 30th. It's on Sunday, the 29th, and it's going to be on Harper this year between 11 and 9 Mile. Okay, Appreciate John. that. All right. It, Thank John. you. You have a wonderful hey, weekend. Bye. John, a couple more quick things. Before you do that, call Miss Dig, and then you could always yeah. just go rent a postal digger. Uh, two men are always easier if you can find someone to help you. Dig those out. Like Chuck said, you can find the socks or you can find the black corrugated stuff with the sock on it. So once you put that gravel in there, it's 100% encased in that, that sock. It'll take longer for any silt to fill it up. And uh, it really will help with your problem. So Okay. Great advice. Right. Thank you. All take right. care. See ya. Bye. You know, two years ago, three years ago, my son and I, I've got a ton of trees in my backyard and front yard. And the uh, first three rows of branches off of every pine tree. And there were some pines that I cut 16 foot branches off from. They were so big, but based on what Captain John is saying there, the ground around it dries out better. There's better air circulation through there. I think yeah. everything's healthier because of that. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have flooded backyards right now, uh, oh. flooded yards. And remind people, if you have a big tree, and when I say a big tree, I mean, you think of a, 
you know, a 25 or 30 foot pine tree, the root system in that pine tree Ooh. soaks up so much water. So there are unintended consequences when people take trees down and out. If you have yeah. a tree that may be close to your foundation or close to your, your house and you take it out because you're worried about it hurting your foundation or your house. Yeah. Sometimes people experience water in their basement after, uh, doing something like that because those roots were soaking up so much water. So just, and actually when you get too much standing water on a regular basis, the trees get lazy and they will shallow root. Yeah. Right. Instead right. of keep sending that tap root down looking, you know, for water and, and that makes it easier for a big tree to tip over in a heavy wind. So there's a lot of, like you said, unintended consequences. That's a good point, buddy. That's a really good point. Yeah. I want to take a second real quick and wish my Brian a happy birthday. Can't forget to do that. That's all. Go ahead and sing to her if you want. I, people don't want to hear that. I just want to wish a happy birthday for uh, 39, 39 for the. I've been with, been married for thirty five years, and she's thirty nine for like the twentieth year in a row. Don't ask me how that how that works, but <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> it but. works. Hey, but you know, I had a chance last Tuesday to go down to um, uh, the pier down in Ray Township, Pearl beach fishing pier and our good friends over at barrier free plus were were uh <clears throat> i said it, it was a uh, ribbon cutting for the new pier and uh, the chamber of commerce was there anchor bay chamber of commerce and it was a fun day because they uh they dedicated a boat for the disabled and uh that's our our, our good friend dave over there and uh, they dedicated this boat for the disabled and it was a wonderful event and if anybody wants to get a get a hold of them at all um and they're at the pearl beach pier in clay township or they can go to um no limits fishing.org www.nolimitsfishing.org a beautiful new boat to help take uh people out uh challenge people out so yeah, what a variously able people there you go. um that boat they did a great job it's a really good size it's a big pontoon boat very stable yes but someone with simple mobility problems or someone in a wheelchair they can accommodate them all so they've done really good stuff haven't they dave yeah, milkovich they... right is it milkovich yes yep milkovich yeah um and they've done a great job for many of our listeners, as you, as everyone knows, it's heard them. They are aging in place uh, experts. They can help people stay in their home or if someone is disabled or gets hurt. And they're basically paying it forward by helping other people out and taking these people, these young people, for the most part, fishing. Um, just a yeah. wonderful thing. It was a, one, a wonderful event. It's good to be a part of it. Yep. Good job, partner. I appreciate that. Hey, I've got a cautionary tale for people that are building new houses or adding the, to the footprint of their existing homes. Okay. I read about a home in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is as recent, the court ruling, the Supreme Court ruling is as recent as 2018. So this is a, this is a powerful case and it's still relevant, but bottom line, a couple went into a historic neighborhood, dedicated historic neighborhood, bought a house, went down to the township or the city and got permission to destroy that house and build a new big house, bigger house. Okay. But they never got permission from the historic society and their plans were not in conformance with the historic preservation code. They literally got the entire house built and then their neighbors sued them. 
And this went to a circuit court, and then it went to a court of appeals, and, uh, and then it finally went to the state Supreme Court, where the state Supreme Court, in essence, said, tear it down. It's non-compliant. You shouldn't have built it like that. And they, they literally, the homeowner thought they were in great shape because the builder had gotten permits and, you know, gotten all the inspections, but he never got approvals from the historic society. Scary am stuff. I, am, I, am I the bad guy because I blame the neighbor? The neighbor actually put him on notice early. Oh, that's different now. That's yeah. different. Because if they put him on notice early, then they should have done some research about it first. But if they well, waited until the house was finished, then complained about it, that's where I'd have a problem with the neighbor. You know what's funny about that? And there, there's some precedent for observing something like that and not saying anything till it's done. Um, there was a court case a few years ago where an owner of a piece of property noticed that some people were building on his piece of property and he didn't say anything and he let the construction continue. And then when it got done, he took him to court to try to take possession of the house they had built. And through the court process, again, this went through several courts, but the court ended up saying, you knew they were doing it. You could have stopped them. You did this just to take advantage of them. So the right. court literally made them, made him take cash, fair value for the land and sell it to those people. That's fair. That, that, I mean, that, yeah. that's a good, you know, end of the story. But, you know, that's one of the reasons years ago, Chuck, we stopped doing any jobs in historic areas. Because the one time we did, we went and pulled, this was in Detroit, we went and pulled the permit from the city. And then we had to go pull it from the historic um, society there. And the fees were unbelievably outrageous. And this was 15 plus years ago. And the bureaucracy was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. So, okay, that was the first and last time I'm dealing with that. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I was a good contractor, and, and it's the bureaucracy in the city that stops good contractors. One one reason that will stop good contractors from working on those kind of projects. you got to be a specialist because it's hard to get paid if you're not. And, and even HOAs, right. you know, there are some HOAs that have done a really good job in, of enforcing um, you know, the requirements in the subdivision since it was built. And you better know going in if you've got a strong HOA because they can be the same way. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So a homeowners association in an individual subdivision yeah. can be a blessing or a curse depending on the way you want to look at it. Yeah. So every subdivision people should know is subject to the laws in the jurisdiction in which it was built. But then in, in a lot of cases, they are also subject to additional requirements based on the way the deed restrictions were created when that subdivision was created. Uh, it might be that in the city, you can have a shed in your backyard, but in the subdivision, you can't have a shed or, you know, you, or you've got to build it differently or bigger, or the siding has to match your house or it, there could be a, you know, a ton of different things. Yeah. Definitely something people want to check out before they <clears throat> move into that subdivision or buy a house. Hey, we've heard so many good things from our listeners about McFarland painting, Chuck exterior interior. They do a beautiful job recoding kitchen cabinets and can totally change the look of your kitchen. One of the reasons, we can sing the praises of McFarlane painting. 
Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you sharing this beautiful, beautiful Saturday with us, don't we, partner? Absolutely. When the gentleman says we are here for you today and every day, obviously we are here for you every Saturday and Sunday morning to start at 10 a.m. But during the week, if you need anything, and we mean anything, keep those emails coming. Go to the insideoutsideguys.com, and not only can you uh, email the guys, but you can also take a look at our our dozens of team partners we have at the insideoutsideguys.com and you can also read our latest article which is featured in the detroit news home style section every friday and chuck um let's talk about that article real real quick and let's talk about um the word vocs and explain to people what those are yeah vocs of course are volatile organic compounds and if you think of new car smell or new carpet smell or open a can of paint that your dad used 40 years ago and that smell, those are volatile organic compounds. They're petroleum-based pro, uh, products that off-gas as they age. And uh, a lot of fabrics and furniture, a lot of old carpets were made with that. Some of our early spray foam insulation was made with VOCs. And people, for some reason, never throw away an old can of paint, do they? No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Not till they have to. Usually, they don't throw it away right like they're supposed to. But you it's know, you're disposing. It's. We have said this many times. We live in what is considered an extreme weather state. And if you want to um, question that, think about where we were yesterday, where we're going to be in two days. Okay, so it's going to be just like what we do in the winter time in a couple of days when it gets into the, the mid eighties and the nineties, we're all going to close up our house and we're going to turn the air conditioner on and we are going to move that air inside of that house. Yeah. What's the difference between that and January? <laughs> Nothing. And if you have the VOCs in your, not if you do. And that's why Chuck and I tell people any of those chemicals you have under your sink, any of the chemicals you have downstairs on the shelves, any paints, any oils, any stains, you Turpentine. name it, store them yeah. in the garage. Do not store them in the house. Of course, safely store them, but get them out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, they need to be properly disposed of. Yes. I remember an old, old issue. This was, I think, from the 50s or 60s of popular mechanics talked about digging a hole in your backyard, filling yes. it with stone, and then that's where you dumped all your oil from your oil changes on your car and your old paint and your turpentine. <laughs> Chuck, we posted that article on the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page, I don't know, a year or two ago, and there were pictures of people doing that. And we had people commenting on the post why are you telling people to do that i mean they were getting mad at us had to make a clear no this is this is old school this is what they used to do yeah and i mean i'm old enough that that was what you did and right. it's like god I, I think about that here here's one and a lot of these people maybe that yelled at you and yelled at us on facebook and digitally but they had gr drains in their garage floors yeah you're and right. stuff like that was draining right into the ground below that little grate in the middle of their concrete garage floor. And that became a no-no. We quit putting those in garages, geez, 35 years ago, 40 years ago. We, we said, no, we ain't doing that. I got one for you. How about every home one time had an incinerator oh. or a coal chute? You know, yeah. we incinerated all of our garbage. <clears throat> 
back in the 20s 30s that's what people did they'd go in the backyard and they'd burn their garbage and yeah i mean that was one of my jobs growing up was to take the garbage out and light it make sure it burned when i was a kid yeah wow yeah actually my dad would <laughs> get, get old oil drums about every three years because they would rust out and we'd take a cold chisel and a hammer my brother and i and have to chisel that top off it's like oh my that that was three days of hard labor let me tell you okay could you imagine today someone saying hey boys <laughs> grab that chisel and hammer and go take off that lid these kids nowadays will look at you like you have three eyes wouldn't they i'm telling you, you gotta go burn the garbage life is so different than <laughs> it used to be i know it. You, you you think about that stuff and you go really so our article focused on the quality of air in basements and yes. how we presume that that smelly, musty, moldy air is natural and normal, right? Especially in the Midwest. I mean, that's where the most basements are for the most part. You don't right. see basements in a lot of other parts of the country. But when I was a kid, Chuck, we, we were used, that was my basement. We were used to it. When we went downstairs, I mean, there's still people out there that have active water in their basement who just it's normal. It's just that it is what it is, but yeah. what it isn't is healthy. That's the key. And that's what we tried to convey in that article. And we actually provided a couple solutions with some of our contractors and we've got several that can take care of it for people. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, a question this week as far as trying to find some for mold. We have, you know, um, not article, I'm sorry, emails, um, someone trying to find um, radon, some would help with radon. And, and yeah. of course, we always refer to Terry Russell from Blessed Insurance <clears throat> Home Inspections, who's certified and he can do all that stuff for people. So, yeah. And it's you and I have been talking to uh, Steve and Amy Iverson. Basements Plus. Yeah, yeah exactly. And what if they encapsulate a crawl space or if they finish a basement, they are going to include in that job, whether you like it or not, dehumidification and air infiltration or air filtration, excuse me. And they've got some great systems that we mentioned in the article. If anybody's looking for some, uh, yeah, read that article and get hold of Steve and Amy. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's take a step further when we talk about VOCs, Chuck. Something that I know you do not like are air fresheners. You, I guess you just don't like breathing fresh air, do you? <laughs> you know, I hate the idea that you plug something into the wall that's got a chemical disc in it, or you spray something all over your pillows that you're going to put your face on and go to sleep, take a nap on later on, that's full of chemicals. You know, oh, it smells better. Well, first of all, you didn't clean anything. <laughs> You're right. All you did was cover it with, with right. some kind of chemical. So, I, I, yeah, I tend to detest that. I don't care if it's hanging in your car. I hate that stuff. You know what I hate? You ever walk into a room just after someone might have sprayed some kind of disinfectant? Oh, I had a. And they're not going to mention my name. That, that, or a, that's um, how they cleaned. They sprayed. Yeah, that was their yeah, way to just, clean your house. They sprayed. You're just and masking like, oh things. God. And like you said, what are you breathing in? None of that is natural. It's not like they took a rose and squeezed the juice out of the rose and put into that, uh, put into that air freshener. They made chemicals to make it smell like a rose. Exactly. So, um, candles, Chuck. Tell people about candles. I know you well, don't care kind those. of the same thing. And the higher quality candles genuinely are better 
than the cheap candles. You'll notice a cheap candle will burn down in, in a tenth of the time. You're right. That You're a good right. candle will last. So there is a huge difference, plus the soot they put off into the air, the particulate they put off into the air, the carbon particles. Yep. Hey, stick around. We're also, Chuck, a little bit later, I want to tell people how they can save a little bit of money on gas, but they have to be careful when they do it. We're going to take phone calls at 888-654-GUYS. And our friends over at Kangaroo wanted me to tell everyone this Friday, um, uh, this Friday, I believe the 3rd, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, they're going to have an open house at their new location on Grossback Highway. Um, they are also going to have a giveaway that is... Kanga Roofs. You can find all their information at the insideoutsideguys.com. Their open house at their new location on Grossbeck Highway near 12 Mile. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Laughing and learning 24-7 at the insideoutsideguys.com. And the insideoutsideguys.com is where you can go to find out more about the Kanga Roof open house this coming up Friday. I want to make sure I tell people they're going to have a uh, barbecued catered dinner there. They're also going to have a raffle that someone can win a $2,500 Kangaroo Roof gift card as well. And if you're interested in going that, the address is 44039 North Grossback Highway in Clinton Township. And you can find all that information at the insideoutsideguys.com under roofing and siding. Click on Kangaroo Roof. Free food. Free, free food. You know, if you have any kind of building, I don't care if it's flat roof, steel roof, shingle roof, that's probably a great opportunity to have free food and learn more about your roofing system. Amen. <laughs> like to hey, yeah. this weekend is dedicated to uh, anyone that served. We just want to take a second to make sure we acknowledge all who served and thank them from the bottom of our heart. If you know anyone that served, make sure you do the same. Give us a call, 888-654-GUYS, equals 888-654-4897. Phone lines are open. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just kind of follow up on what you said about anyone that served. i uh <clears throat> huge believer that people ought to, all of us, should study World War One, World War II, Normandy. Uh, it's, it's, it's humbling to think what people did for us. Uh, even, you know, I grew up in the era of Vietnam and I got lucky. I got a draft number, but I never got drafted, never had to go, but I had a lot of buddies that did. And, uh, that was, you know, bad. God bless them. I was trying to explain to my son just the other day when we were taking a ride out to Pat Kelly's house. Oh, okay. And how, about how that went back then, because that was before my time, where what you guys would sit in front of the TV and the TV would actually do a draft with numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember a bunch of my buddies and I getting together at the end of our junior year of high school. And I think it was that. Maybe it was in the fall. I, uh, but we were watching and everybody's, you know, got plans for their senior, you know, the end of the senior year and what they're going to do. And, and they're pulling, it's a lottery. They're just pulling numbers out of a hat. You know, June, your birthday is assigned this number randomly kind of thing. And uh, I was lucky. I had a really high number for my birthday. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was one of those. As soon as I saw it, I went, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so if your number falls between the ones they call out, then, then, you know, yeah. could they do, I mean, I know they could, I know they would, but how would that work today? Wow. <sighs> 
I know. 888-654-4897. Let's talk to Greg and Shelby. Good morning, Greg. You're on with the guys. Hey, Greg. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. Mr. Positive, that was awesome, you guys, about what you just said. You look at Arlington Memorial and you just think, that's where our freedom is. That's why we have freedom. And that was so sagacious of you guys bringing that up. You know what's funny, Greg? There are sites just like that on European soil full of American servicemen's bodies. And I did not know men. that. Yes, there are. The French in Normandy, actually, those people turn out every year and pull weeds around the crosses and paint the crosses. They still will tell you. You literally can walk onto those graveyards over there and they will tell you thanks, which is really cool. Oh, my God. Um, I'm out here. I'm sunbathing, and my mom's planning, and she's starting to cry. Um, um, she's planning, uh, thinking about, you know, what this Memorial Day weekend means Good. and how we should all be so thankful. But uh, my question, um, it was alluded to on Channel 4, Devin L. Viskillian. Uh, you spray the roof with an elixir and what is it it's white and what does it do to the shingles does it help the moss or does it keep them firmly ensconced on the uh, roof or what do you know what this elixir that i'm talking about it's a spray good question greg good question yeah chuck go ahead bud yeah a friend of ours uh victor that owns victor's roofing of course uh, has the product um that uh roof max that can extend the life of an older roof, um, and and it is extremely effective. Um, we were talking to him about it, and he showed us he's got you know dedicated vehicles to it with the equipment on it that they apply it with. Um, <clears throat> we said, well, why don't we hear more about this on the radio? Why don't we hear more about this on TV? He said, to be honest with you, uh, there's so much roofing business out there that. You know, people are having difficulty finding crews. They have a dedicated crew for their roof max. So if that's the product you're talking about, yeah, it's it's valid and good. It's not, you know, smoke and mirrors. Very good. Now, hey, thanks, Greg. We appreciate your call. But, you know, there are also things people can do if they have the moss or the mildew on their roof, Chuck. We've talked about concrobium. We've talked about wet and forget. We talk about spray and forget. And... Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. But we know it does work. You may have to apply it a couple times. And the best time to apply it is right about now for it can soak in and, uh, during the hot weather. You'll yeah. actually see it fall off over time. And they have companies out there that shampoo the roofs, actually roof shampoo. And that's basically um, a bleach solution that works phenomenally. And they don't hurt the shingles at all. And then afterwards... Someone like Roofmax from um, Victor's comes in, and in conjunction with, like we've always said, Chuck, uh, uh, penetrations, checking penetrations, sealing penetrations, and stuff like that. Everything we've seen, it's a good product. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I'm glad you followed up with the mold and mildew stuff, partner. Yeah, no problem. Early this week, I had a chance. I was at a job that was recently performed by our friends over at Foundation Solutions 360. And I was talking to the homeowner, and they were absolutely thrilled from start to finish. The minute they called them to the minute the job was done. And, Chuck, that's how we found them because they were so honest with some of our listeners. 
we had to get on the inside outside guys the company foundation solutions 360 welcome back everybody do appreciate you being with us on this beautiful memorial weekend saturday hey i want to follow up on something you said about the uh, moss and mildew on the roofs uh-huh. if people have let that go to the point where there's a lot of heavy thick growth those sprays will kill it but it may be so firmly anchored into the granular surface of the shingle that it ain't coming off anytime soon. So just be aware of that. If you're spraying it on a roof, that's been neglected for five years, Five. you may still see stuff up there. You're right. We've seen roofs, especially roofs that are North at Northern elevation that get zero sun, possibly a shed are famous for these that are just covered with that stuff. Yeah. And a lot of times if someone goes and, sprays it off no matter how they do it or they get it off they'll wind up opening up more leaks than anything else so you maybe want to prepare to replace some of that stuff if you have to but you're right chuck we've seen so much of it that it eventually will do damage to a roof without a doubt oh it absolutely will so we want to remind everybody to be careful there don't climb up on the roof and start power washing it or anything 888-654-4897 and we want to remind you if you're more comfortable. Uh, you have the WJR number 800-859-0957 programmed into your phone. That one still rings in the studio and still gets answered. And speaking of people who serve next week in the Inside Outside, guys, you're going to be at Kearns Brothers Studio. Mike Kearns a, a veteran, military all throughout his family. Um, they've given back to our to our country. But next weekend is going to be the Veterans Giveaway. And uh, we've been involved with a couple of these with Kearns Brothers. We're absolutely thrilled every time we do. And I've met the gentleman. I went to their house recently. And uh, we're going to be talking about that next weekend at Kearns Brothers. Just another reason. That if you're thinking of a new roof, you want to think of Kurtz Brothers. I mean, how lucky are we to be involved with, you know, partners, team partners like that? So many team partners like that that we're absolutely thrilled, thrilled to be a part of. I know. Eight, eight, eight. What a gift to us. Phone lines are open. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Chuck, it's going to get real warm here. I got a second to rail on a subject that is very, very important to me. I do it every year about this time. Just like in November when I talk about everyone being careful of the deer, when the deer get really active, you know, when they start to mate. This time of year, I always tell people, watch out for the turtles. Okay? (laughs) You just gave me a look. You just looked at me cross-eyed like, oh, no, not again, Ken. Look at, they're going across the roads. Go ahead. I literally, forgive me, but... As you were saying that, before you got to the T word, my son and I walked out of our shed. He had just mowed the lawn. And literally, within 20 feet of us, here's a mama deer and a baby speckled fawn. So I thought, sure, you were going the deer route. (laughs) Wasn't going the deer route at all. A friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day, I get giant snapping kernels. As a matter of fact, any day now, they're going to start nesting all over the place because I got a pond behind the house. But... A friend of mine posted a picture of a very large snapping turtle. Um, he actually took a, you know, just an amazing picture. And I told him, I heard if you go over to them and you, you tap on their nose, they'll roll over and pay, play dead. And he didn't, he didn't believe me. <laughs> oh, my God. So make sure I, you explain that as we I'm, move forward here. I'm joking. You don't ever want to go near 
a turtle's, uh, especially a snapping turtle's mouth, because <laughs> any party that goes near it, they'll get, and they won't let go. Oh, but that being goodness. said, please, I, I've talked about this. If you see a turtle crossing the road, especially if it's a paved road, <sighs> please, people are more important than turtles, Chuck. And I've seen this multiple, multiple times on very busy highways yeah, where yeah. people will stop traffic <clears throat> to help a turtle get across the road. And they're not their in, lives in, in Michigan. Yes. Risk, and I've seen that. And I had a lady yelling at me because I said, lady, it's not worth your life. It's a turtle. <laughs> and, and as a, as a car is screeching to stop in the background and just, and if you, if, if you have the, this happened to me years ago, ladies in the, in the road and she's not touching the turtle. She's just standing there, make sure nobody hits it. And I pulled over to the road. I got, I grabbed my glove, and it was a nice size snapping turtle. But I've dealt with these all my life. I grabbed the glove. I walked over. I grabbed the thing by the tail. I picked it up. And you always take the turtle the way it was facing, because that's the way it's going across the road. Always take it that way. Just don't sit there and watch it. Move it across the road somehow. Just please. That's just my. That's my uh, PSA for the day, Chuck. Don't risk lives over turtles. Well, here's mine. Bury a okay. horse with his tail to the wind. <laughs> hey that was quick very quick good job buddy good job <laughs> well we've got people on the phone i thought we, we do. should eight 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 six five four guys let's go to the phone lines and talk to ron from the phone good morning ron you're on with the guys good morning thanks for taking my call uh i'm calling this morning i uh was uh, in the hospital got home last week and I uh, was told I need to get uh, grab bars and new rails for the stairs in the uh, bathroom. And I'm looking for a good uh, person to do that or give me an estimate for it. You want to be careful who you hire for that kind of work. You want to make That's sure that the, <laughs> those bars have to be graspable for you, for your hands. Hopefully, uh, life is good and you're going to recover from whatever puts you in the hospital. But they also need to be something that if you slip and fall while grabbing one, it will not be torn out of the wall. And you want to make sure that there isn't enough space between the bar and the wall it's mounted to for your arm to slip between that space because you people can get trapped in those situations and tear up a shoulder, shatter a humerus. I mean, there's just all kinds of horror stories about that. Or you can call Barrier Free Plus, who does this all the time, and will make sure all those codes are properly followed. And uh, Barrier Free Plus phone number, they're on the InsideOutsideGuys.com is 586-619-8265. Yes, sir. Okay. I will bear your freezer. Person I talked to there? Uh, well, yeah, probably Blair. Blair's, Blair's probably going to come out. Blair or Joe, one of those yeah, two guys. I'm but, thinking uh, you'll see Blair or Joe, yeah. All right. Okay. That'd be great. I appreciate that very much. We Thank appreciate you. you. You get healthy and stay well. Working on that. Enjoy the sunshine today. Take care. God bless you, sir. Thanks, Ron. God Thank you, sir. God bless you guys. He has. He really has. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Paul Monroe will get to you as soon as we get back from the break. 
earlier this week, Chuck, you and I had to talk, had a chance to talk to our friends from Rove Pest Solutions. I know, it, BJ and Rob. Yep, and they wanted to make it clear with their mosquito control spray, which is extremely safe. They're out. The mosquitoes aren't out bad yet, but with all this water and the warm weather coming, we guarantee they're going to be. You they can might be also right now, get Ken. tick spray. Yeah. Yes, you can also get tick spray at the same time. Mosquito and tick spray from, I'm sorry, Rove Pest Control. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. We're going to stick with the phones, 888-654-4897. Uh, right now, we've got Paul from Monroe that's got an interesting question for us. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Good morning. Very well. Yes, I have uh, well water with a submersible pump and a bladder tank. Um, I, I would like to have more pressure and more constant pressure. Is there anything out there that can do that? Well, yeah, it, it could be a bigger tank. Um, is it an old well? No, uh, 2020. No, that's not there, an old well. Is there well. like a constant velocity pump that they they put on and they can put on there? Or? Possibly, yeah. Um, we used to, you know, with old wells, when you had diminished volume issues, um, we would literally install two or three tanks in series, which can give you mm -hmm. more constant pressure as well. Um, probably the best thing to do is talk to an expert, and we've got a couple you can talk to that can come out and analyze what your uh, gallons per minute flow is what the capacity of the well is based on the wellhead and, and that those types of things. And then maybe suggest for you, it might be, you said you had a submersible pump, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So boy, that's a new well. What, what kind of things are you seeing diminished volume issues well, with? Well, it's not necessarily diminished. It's just, uh, you know, I was used to city water and I, you get the nice pressure and the constant pressure. You should have constant pressure as long as you have a decent head down there and you obviously have a new uh, pump and, and the submersible are the best. So hopefully it's well within the head, you know. So I, mm -hmm. I think I'd have somebody out. Um, do you know who drilled the well and, and installed all the equipment originally? Um, I'm not sure. I, I might be able to investigate and find out. but We can give you a guy we trust uh, to call and talk to if you want, if you got a pen handy. Sure. Yeah. If you call Brad at 800-273-9978 and talk to him about it. All right. And if you have additional issues, we also have a statewide expert uh, that's, that's also a good friend that can that can help you out if you have additional questions. But talk to Brad, see if that doesn't work for you. If for any reason it doesn't, and he's good, he's knowledgeable, um, give us a call or an email back. All righty. I appreciate your time. We appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Hey. We want to uh, stick with the phones here. We're going to go to National City. Uh, don't have a name here. About as sad as me. 
Hey, who are you speaking to? Oh, am I on the air? Can barely hear you. Talk a little louder. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm up in the woods up here too, so maybe the trees are blocking my my sound. Is that any better? That's better. Where is yes. up in the woods? Okay. Uh, up on East Thomas, Michigan. Bless your heart. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got smart. I got. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, used to have somebody advertise that sprayed the roofs to stop the uh, shingles from drying out and cracking. And I wonder, do you know if they're still around? Because I haven't heard anything from them in a long time. Yeah, we're talking about Victor. You're talking about Victor's Roofing and their Roof Max product, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, see, Victor, uh, are they down below there? Because I'm, you know, like I said, about three hours away from Detroit here. Yeah, I was going to say you might call them. They, um, What's happened is RoofMax has granted franchises for that product to a few people throughout the state. Uh, Victor oh, had mentioned that to us. We didn't even know that. Um, okay. But if you call them, they'll either want the job and they'll take it and do a great job or they'll reverse. And let, let, let me tell you something, because people, Chuck, at one point, people were real, really wondering about this product. But I've done some research on this product. I've watched videos on this product. And they will take a shingle that has been on a roof for years. So they literally take it off the roof, and they'll take a part of it, and they'll, they'll bend it over. It will literally just snap. And then they'll right. spray the rest of that shingle with the RoofMax product, and they'll roll it up. Because it Victor absorbs that product. That. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, definitely we're taking a look into. So the number for Victor's is 734-442-2345. Okay. And, uh, give them a call. I got some serious advice for you since you were talking about turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you ever, if you ever have to move a snapping turtle, I always tell them make sure you have a good leather glove on and grab them by the tail. Yes, sir. Their head can their head can come out about eight inches. So if you try to grab them by the side of the shells, they can still nip you. But grab them by the tail. And the other thing, if you have kids, you know what the painted turtles are. Yeah, sure. Don't ever let your kids touch painted turtles. I used to work over by the Palace of uh, Auburn Hills, and you know where they had that sign and that little pond over there. Well, that one year we had those two weeks of 90-degree weather, and on the left side of the road, the pond dried up. So all these turtles, painted turtles, are trying to cross the road. So me being a you know nice guy, I grabbed a bunch of them. I threw them on the floor of my car. I went to Wendy's, and I got my burger, and I come back, and I threw them all in that big pond. Well, a week later, I got salmonella poisoning. Yep. And I didn't know where I got it from. And then one day I went to one of those pet stores where they have the little turtles, and the sign says, they are perfectly safe, but you must wash your hands after touching the turtles. And that you know how the light bulb goes off over your head? Oh, man, I threw them turtles. I ate my Wendy's burger and got salmonella. So oh, it's geez. nice to do good things for Mother Nature, but she can bite you in the backside if you don't know what you're doing. So tell everybody, you touch any turtles, wash your hands. Appreciate yeah. you sharing that. It's funny. As soon as you start telling sure. the story, I thought of that. Yeah, I knew I'm that. trying to help people so yep. nobody else gets sick like I did. All right, no, guys, thanks a lot for your help. I appreciate it. Keep on uh, trucking there. Thank Enjoy you. East Tawas. 
We appreciate it. I want to know what Sam and Ella did so bad that they got that disease named after them. <laughs> Were they a terrible couple or what? You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, uh, some good friends of mine uh, got it from peanut butter this week. There was oh that gosh. recall. This week? I think. I want to be careful. I don't want to name an, a brand name. But there was a brand name that was in the news at a particular batch number. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck, that is not fun. No. All right. Let's stop talking about that stuff and let's talk to Dan in Farmington Hills. Good morning, Dan. You're on with the Inside Outside guys on WJR. Good morning. Thank you. About five years ago, I got new carpeting and I noticed a little crack in the slab. I live in a ranch on a slab and I noticed this little crack. We went ahead and installed the carpeting and now I'm feeling one edge where the crack was rising. So I think. Uh, this crack is getting bigger in my cement concrete uh, floor slab. What do I do? This well, is conditioned space, right? I'm sorry, say that again? Inside the house, conditioned space? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it's right down the middle of the house in my hallway. Have you, have you noticed anything else in the house happening? Any doors that are starting to stick? Any windows that might not close properly? Any cracks in drywall? Uh, well, I always got cracks in drywall in the winter up in the kitchen, but that's far away from this area. Okay. Um, so. and, and the only reason I'm asking is a, a, a crack inside of a house that's getting larger or starting to dislocate. Um could be a sign of a larger problem. I don't want to scare you, but what I would do if I were you is contact A1 Concrete Leveling and have them come out and take a look at it. Um, it could just be a matter of filling that crack with some polyurethane caulk and letting it go, but then come out and take a look at it and, and try to find out what the disease is and not just concentrate on the possible symptoms. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. It might be water, but I can't find any water anywhere, but it is near a bathroom, so who knows, huh? Well, and you got to consider, I don't know how old your house is, but the exterior walls of that house are supported by the same slab that you're walking on, yep. you know, across the middle of the room where that carpet is. So Ken, Ken gave you some good advice there regarding is discovered and you're not just addressing a symptom. Okay. A1 concrete leveling. Yes, sir. You'd like a phone number? Okay. Well, thank uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Great. Right. 800-538-3514. Okay, I got it. And uh, I'm off to solve the problem, uh, hopefully under 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother making the call. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that's A1... the call alone. <laughs> no, no. I got to tell you something about A1 Concrete Leveling. They are very reasonable, especially when, you know, they've got like a, I think it's a 350 minimum charge to send that giant truck. I may have gone up a little bit, you know, recently because of inflation. But I'm amazed sometimes how, how reasonable they are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Definitely worth the call. Thank you so much for the uh, right. for the phone call, Dan. We appreciate it. Chuck, yeah. we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of people asking us. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll send us an email saying, "Have you heard of this company?" We had one this week. 
if someone asked about a kitchen remodeling, we hadn't heard of that company. And we told them you can always go to the state of Michigan website, Lara, L-A-R-A, and you can invest in any other companies. Or you can call one of the inside, outside guys, trusted team partners who we know is licensed. We know insured. We are know, with, know are honest. And if you're on the east side and you're thinking about getting a kitchen remodeled, a bathroom remodeled, we want you to call Kopke Remodeling. Welcome back, everybody. I want to remind you during the week, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, InsideOutsideGuys.com and the price of admission hasn't changed in 15 years. You simply got to tell somebody else about our website. And they tell somebody else and they tell somebody else and so on and so on and so on. And we keep growing and we keep helping our listeners. Peace, cake. 888-654. Guys, they want to tell everyone about a new team partner, Comer and Cross Premium Concrete Coatings out of Royal Oak, Michigan. If you want a, a beautiful new concrete coating, you want that garage floor to go from ugly to beautiful, want to check out some before and afters, go to comerandcrossgarage.com. Cool. Let's stick with the phones. I think we've got Teddy from Parma. Are you still on the line with us, Teddy? I am. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Anytime. You were yeah, oh, good. You were talking about the roof, and we've got um, a walkout basement, and we built a porch there. And so it's got, like, I think they call it a lean-to roof. It's on the north side of the house, and it's starting, the, the roof is maybe 10 years old, but it's starting to get the mold and everything. How do we treat it? it can we treat it? Sure you can. Sure you can. Okay. Well, there's a couple products out there. One that's called Wet and Forget, um, Spray and Forget. There's Concrobium. And basically, you spray it on, and you forget about it. Now, forget about con- it. Forget yeah. about it. Now, in conjunction with that, we want to tell people, you know, whenever you have a north-facing elevation, and you can cut branches and trees away and anything to get sunlight and air movement around that area, you are going to lessen the chance and lessen the growth over time. And we also want to tell people that it doesn't start as moss. It starts as mildew. And if you can just spray something on it once every couple of years, you're going to stop the moss from even taking hold on that roof. So that would be our advice. And you go to any your local Ace Hardware and pick up that uh, that wet and forget product or concrobium. Still there, Teddy? Is Teddy Gonchuk? Boy, just like your entire life, women hang up on you. <laughs> go figure. But hope, I'm sure hopefully Teddy heard that. If not, Teddy, you can send us an email at theinsideoutsideguys.com. Hey, let's go to Ortonville, one of my favorite cities around, and talk to Deanie. Good morning, Deanie. You're on with the guys. Good morning, Teddy and Chuck, and I won't hang up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you say that oh. now. <laughs> my, you're my go-to guys forever. Um, I have chipmunks underneath our siding. I can hear them. They're having a big party all the time. You know, they're doing Disney-like things in your walls. (laughs) You should just enjoy them. Well, I dance with them, but, you know, it's getting kind of old. I I just, you know, they keep me awake at night. We had this this email earlier this week, and I wanted to thank you. I wanted to bring attention to it because a lot of people don't want to put any poisons around, um, basically because of pets or anything else. So two things you can do. Chipmunks are tough. They are, but they hate mint. 
people understand any kind of rodent hates whether it's spearmint or peppermint go to your local you know go up there to wojo's and buy some mint now when you plant mint if you don't plant them inside of their own little um, basket or whatever you buy them in they're going to spread like crazy so if you can plant that that helps and if you don't want to put any kind of uh mouse poisons out you could do a bucket trap and chuck and i have talked about a bucket trap and they work fantastic but you're going to have to have some uh some funerals for chipmunks exactly yeah you know i don't know if i can do that because um i probably give a mouse to snoot i just i can't see any i i'm i'm i don't think i could do it watch him drown Okay, well, I don't live far from you, and I would charge 100 bucks per chipmunk if you let me come out with a pe pelican, but, you know, you can't tell anyone. I can't believe you, t you say that. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, well, that's okay. We have two 9 millimeters we shoot, so, but I'm not that's overkill. God bless you. If I'd be a little less um, messy. <laughs> if you talk to the folks at Rove, R-O-V-E. <laughs> okay. Rove Pest Control. Okay, well, I'll try the mint. <clears throat> yeah, but we also have a team partner, Rove Pest Control, that can come out and help you as well, Dini. Okay. Okay, is that R O V E or R O V? Thank you. R O V E, Rove Pest Control can come out and help as well. Um, I don't know exactly how okay. they're going to do it, but I know you won't have to look at them when they're done. Just, just so you know, people that do use the poisons, they don't come inside the house and die normally. They go outside. They okay. seek water once you. Once they've ingested the poison, so you won't have to okay. see it afterwards. Okay. Okay. I appreciate the e information. I'll do that. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Dean. You. We appreciate you. Help us spread the word about the show. And Chuck, you know, that bucket trap that we've talked about many times over the years has only gotten more high tech. You can find even more high tech ones that work phenomenally. I know. I know. Somebody took the old farmer's bucket trap and and made a product out of it and you can buy it online and it's really cool farmer's think, bucket trap i thought you took credit for that well i wanted to can i mention you, one, one quick you, thing did you put that on facebook that bucket trap yeah oh a few times i'll do it again for people i thought you did well, <clears throat> one thing i want to mention real quick a lot of people are are trying to save money with gas by paying cash for their gas. I'm seeing it all the time. I just want to remind people, when you pay cash for your gas, please make sure you get a receipt every time you do it. Chuck, if you remember years ago, my wife stopped at a gas station, a very nice looking gas station. And when she drove off, she got about a quarter mile and her car died. Come to find out there was gas or water in the gas, and because she paid with cash and did not get a receipt, we could not prove where it came from. So that's just a, a tip for anyone who likes to get their gas with cash. Get a receipt before you drive away. Yep, uh, I think that's good advice. I think the one time you need it, you'll be thankful you did it. You know, I, people, I, I see people do it, and I always leave, always tell them that story real quickly. Tell them that story. Please make sure you get a, a, a receipt because it was not a very fun experience. <laughs> hey, I found a used car. Whenever your wife or kids break down, you, you can't help them. Go well, ahead. I just going to say I found a used car for you. Um, Uh-oh. You'll have to get your checkbook out. It's a 1955 Mercedes 300 SLR Coupe or Coupe. 
you might want to use the word coupe because it just went for a uh, hundred and forty-two million dollars at auction. Wow, you're 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 actually older than that car, aren't you? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. You gave me an opportunity, buddy. You give me an opening. I'm going to take it. <laughs> it's amazing what something for cars that nowadays. that actually, I mean, applies to all of us. People are holding on to their cars for 12.2 or 12.3 years. And used car inflation from our buddy, uh, our economist buddy there in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, to date, year over year, 30%. Unbelievable. I've been looking it for is. a vehicle for, for my, my daughter's boyfriend. Chuck, there are people out there asking twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for a 20-year-old truck. With 180,000 miles on it. And unbelievable. It, they're asking it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable is right because so many people have to finance that. That's that's scary. Oh, it is scary. And a lot of places won't finance an old vehicle with that kind of miles on it, you know, without really, really making a lot of money on it. <laughs> My, you're right. No, that's you're right. My advice to anybody is take your time. Don't be in a hurry. Take your time. You'll always find a better deal if you're not in a hurry. Hey, don't forget during the week, if you need anything and we mean anything, go to the insideoutsideguys.com 24-7. Ask a question. Find a contractor. Don't forget next Saturday, Chuck and I are going to be at the Kearns Brothers headquarters in Plymouth, Michigan, and they're going to be giving away um, a new roof to a deserving veteran. Hey, everyone, have a, a, a safe rest of the week, veterans, or excuse me, Memorial Weekend. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Hey, everybody, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.